0: Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete, and I'm get for our ratings, Pete, on Twitter. Welcome to Man You Know on Twitter. is Jeff at ET. Welcome the show, Jeff. Hey, Pete. We are very close to round one, so I've asked uh, some followers on Twitter to ask you three questions. So here they are. First one is, has the sub rule affected your consideration to your starting squad?
1: Yeah, it has, because we've got to limit the rookies at, any, at all costs, even the bigger Players, maybe Ashcroft the exemption because it's not about now it's in about six weeks time when they get managed um, and there has to be there might be a green vest along the way
0: next one here so what's the maximum number of players you can have from the same AFL team
1: oh that's yeah that's a pretty hard one too because it varies on primos and rooks and it's just about who's got the role Um, if they got good roles, that's how we're playing it, I think. It doesn't matter how many. Um, we got Frio and Bulldogs, who I think will still play a little bit of possession footy, although I saw some comments during the week um, arguing that. But, you know, we we know who the um, bigger players are, and we know where the younger fellas and the mid-prices are all going to play at this point, I think. So it's just about finding... Which teams are going to be competitive, which players will be competitive, who fits where, and running with your choices?
0: Yeah, I guess the actual role is critical. So three mids from the same team might be pushing a little bit too much, but if you've got two mids and a half back, you know, three players, uh, that's okay there. So next one here, are you any closer to solving the Ruck 2 conundrum?
1: Yes, yeah, a real tough one. Um, I want to take a risk there in, in R2. Um but yeah, I've played a straight bat in the end. I think. I think um, it could go horribly wrong if it if your choice doesn't work out. Um, and I just don't want to burn a trade. I, I hate burning trades in the ruck. I feel like every year we burn trades in the ruck. So um, this year I'm trying not to do that.
0: Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like it's Braden Bruce, that's for sure. Well, I'm out. Oh,
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely not Braden Bruce. That's uh, that's that's a given.
0: We are talking AFL. Fantasy, season-long classic mode. This is a post-pre-season practice match discussion as we start to prepare for Round 1. This podcast is being recorded on Tuesday not March 7. And, of course, the news is being crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. The content is free. Likes and retweets are always appreciated. Make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand, Jeff. But first, before we get into it, uh, Aaron Bryans and myself, we're hitting up a new podcast this season. So pretty much Sunday night, Monday morning, you'll uh, have a new pod on the AFO Ratings Podcast Network. So look out for those. We'll talk a bit of fantasy on there, so we'll provide some decent information. All right, Jeff, let's get into it. So we're going to divide these into the games that were played last week. So Hawthorne versus Collingwood, James Sisley. So a halfback-type role. Hawthorn's Hawks going to uh, be pretty poor this year. You expect a lot of the inside 50s considered, which probably plays into the hands of James Sisley. It's one player I'm considering, but I don't think I'm going to go there.
1: Yeah, he's going to have plenty of ball. Um, it's just whether he needs to lock down, and I don't think he does. So I like the pick. I think he'll push tops, you know, eight defenders.
0: Next one, he changed Warpole. So in the midfield there, you know, scored okay last week, got a stack of ball. But for me, I think there's, you know, the Hawks are in pretty big development mode. So at any stage, Warpole could be moved out. So I think there's a bit of risk there with his role. Maybe early in the season it's okay, and that's pretty much what we would need. So his salary is quite appealing. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one because, you know, obviously that mid-price there, it's one player I'm considering. I don't think I'm going to go there, chapter.
1: Yeah, I'm not going there, mate. He, um, he butchers the ball too much for my liking, and I don't think Sam Mitchell will tolerate that. Bad kicking is bad football, and um, I rewatched that game just to get the other view... Um, really, just watching Warpole the whole time. And yeah, unfortunately, mate, it's a no from me. Next one here, Joe
0: Newcomb. So it's going to be high midfield usage, inside type stuff, all the good good stuff for a player that we are looking at. But I think he's probably appropriately priced, so it's a no for me.
1: Yeah, it's, he's he's a solid player. It's just where Hawthorne are at this year, so yeah, no from me.
0: Next one here, it's another midfielder. So will Day increase his inside midfield usage over pre season? Uh, he'll be one of those players that gets a fair look at it. And it's just, again, it's like like his role, his starting position in defence is obviously we are looking at. But with a number of mids in there, it could be volatile screwing. So I don't think I'm going to go there with Will Day there, Chip.
1: Yeah, I'd love to go there. I think he's the type of player that you can take a risk on. Um, that 500-odd thousand, it's just, yeah, too hard to fit in, isn't it, bud? Especially yeah. with um, Constable around the mark and looking likely. So... If it wasn't for counsel, I think we'd all be on wheel Day. But for now, it's a no.
0: Next one here, Josh Ward. So that's another midfielder into the mix of the Hawthorne. I'd love to start with him. I think he can average really... I think he can put up a really strong average. So I don't think I can fit it in uh, the way that I've set up my team. I'd love to start in. But, yeah, just again, another Hawks mid, and there's just way too many. And, then, you know, if he's moved out onto a win, that could be volatile screwing. So it's probably going to be a no at round one for me.
1: Yeah, no for me too, mate. It's just, uh, again, Yo-Yo of Hawthorne, they'll be on some weeks, but more often than not, they won't be. So you need a collective to uh, for a player to, to dominate like Josh Ward, and that's not going to happen.
0: Next one here, Darcy Cameron. So it's an interrupted preseason, so let's just remind ourselves what happened over the preseason and what we would be taking into a very long season, an extra game obviously there as well. Um, it's probably a shared ruck uh, situation. Hopefully at some stage it goes for a solo ruck and it'll be Darcy Cameron. Um, I think he's pretty well priced and I think there's upside even if Cox is starting there. So it's a big consideration here for me.
1: Yeah, look, I this is one of these R2 spots, obviously. I, he is the number one ruck at Collingwood, that's for sure. But it's a shared role. Yeah. Um, That shared, you know, it's looking like a 60-40 split. It might change. I'm still not convinced, mate, that Cox is going to be in the 22, but everyone keeps telling me I'm nuts. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I uh, just can't see how Cox is in there. But, yeah, with that, I just think it's a no from Darcy Cameron from my end. I did have him recently, and I did take him out. I've been swapping with him because... What I like about him is his forward status, if, if it does go pair up, you've got a bit of a backup plan you can manoeuvre.
0: Yeah, if Mason Cox is not selected round one at like... Oh, he's long. Yeah, but if he's, if he's not, at 6.25 Melbourne time, which will be 3.25 your time, I expect my DMs to light up really quickly. But anyway, we'll get to that to see if that happens. But I think I think they're pretty much in there both. Right, the next one here, can you believe Sam Mitchell ran a tag on Nick Dakos? But it's probably a bit of an indicator of what could happen this season. Um, is still a consideration for me, though?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it's funny. It's weird to do that. I don't think I've ever seen it. But Nick Dacos is a quality kid. He got the attention for a reason. I still think if he gets that half back... A little bit of mid time. That's really fantasy friendly. I think it's a, a, a big like and lock for the season.
0: Next one here, Jordan to go. Salary is actually appealing for me. Not too sure others feel the same way. It's going to be strong midfield usage. So he's an impact player. It's probably not going to be a high disposal, super high. Uh, but I think he can exceed his uh, round one salary. Um, I actually am considering this at round one.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I, I still think. Um, Look, I agree with you that he's midfield first these days um, and forward second. So it's just the way Collingwood play, mate. It's too many mouths to feed and too many guys going through the CBAs. So, yeah, pass.
0: Next one here, Tom Mitchell. I think most people are actually getting off Mitchell. So we had a bit of an indicator of what that's going to look like against Hawthorne last week. And that's you know, obviously he's a stoppage player and his quality there as well. But it's one stoppage out, it's handballed to um, an outside player, and the ball's out of his area, so he's not going to get the repeat points. And I think that's going to really hurt his average this season. Uh, I think he's still going to be a pretty strong average, um, but yeah, it's definitely a non starter for me at Ramon.
1: Yeah, me too, mate. um, I'm putting it through. It's, um, you know, he's handball happy, he's the extractor, he's not going to get as much as a as he has in the past because of the Collingwood game style, so pass.
0: Next game here, Fremantle versus Port Adelaide. So Luke Jackson did not play a concussion. He's all set for round one. But Sean Darcy put up a pretty decent number, which was okay, and it was an indicator for a solo ruck. But it's a dual ruck situation, so it's a no here for me for Darcy.
1: No, oh, I'm totally opposite. I like the look of him. I thought he moved well and um, did some great things. That backwards tap to um I think it was Schultz for that goal. That was sensational. I, yeah. I feel like free are going to use Jackson differently this season compared to how Melbourne used him. So, yeah, Darcy's still the number one ruck. Darcy's still got a big role to play, and I think he's a value R2.
0: Next one here, Andrew Brayshaw. Obviously, put up super numbers last year. He's the number one mid at... Fremantle, but also could see some attention from opposition teams. Um, Frio played slow ball mostly of the time, so you've got to expect Brayshaw is going to be in that consideration for one of the top mids there. So this is a consideration for me at Round 1.
1: Yeah, for sure. Me too. It's the price he pays, isn't it? You get the quality. Um, you'll probably get a tag Round 1, and that's deterring me a little bit. But other than that, oh, it's, it's a big year for him. He's just so fit and... Can gut run and he's a leader of that club now, so yeah, too many ticks. It's a lot to like.
0: Next one here, Liam Henry outside wing type role, but his his role is actually just not guaranteed. So plenty of people chasing that wing role at Fremantle. So a straight no here.
1: Yeah, I'd say Aish and Ethan Hughes would be the first choices Adriskell if o- well. Driscoll's out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So fortunately, Liam Henry misses. So yeah, it's a pass. He's it's like he's a sub vest sort of guy, isn't he?
0: Yep. Next one, here Hayden Young, so a halfback role. Should be super strong average this year. But it's just one of those things. So It's not like a mid where you can pretty much guarantee a number each week, but, you know, that could be volatile. And he could be targeted from opposition teams. I still think it's going to be a strong average this year from Hayden Young. It's one player I am considering.
1: Yeah, me too. I don't think we saw what the kick-out situation is, um, you know, whether it's Luke Ryan or him or sweet you know, mixing it up. Yeah. Um, if he gets three, kick four kickouts, I think that adds to his potential. Yeah. I'm not ruling him out yet. I still feel like there's a bit here to play with.
0: Next one here Xavier Dursma for Port Adelaide. So wing roll injury interrupted the last couple of years. His salary is actually quite appealing. I think he put up a pretty decent number, and I think he can exceed his round one salary expectation. So uh, it's definitely one I'm considering here at round one. Jep. It's just you know wing rolls and Port Adelaide. Yeah, you know, can he say they really want to move the ball quicker? You have gotta expect there's gonna be some volatile screwings, but I think he can exceed his average here quite nicely.
1: Oh, he's definitely exceed his average price of um four hundred and eighty nine K. It's um it's a good bet for a mid pricer. Um, like you said, these these wingers we wanna try target the um mid prices with the inside mid roll, don't we?
0: Exactly. Next one here, so Miles Bergman, that's the opposite wing. That's pretty much what it's going to be. Dersma one wing, Bergman on the other one. So, um, you know, he put up a really big number last weekend. And, you know, we've seen Carl Amon last year, Jet, but he put up really strong numbers. So it's just one of those things that Bergman could be the same situation as Dersma, priced quite nicely and going to exceed salary quite easily. So uh, I don't think I'm going to go there, but it wouldn't surprise me he puts up a really strong average this year.
1: Yeah, me, well, I agree with that. It's just, yeah, 615k to start is tough. Um, makes him price at 69. I can't do it.
0: Next one here, Ollie Wines. This is a super interrupted preseason, so straight no for me. Obviously, you can get there, uh, but, you know, Rosie into the middle, Butters into the middle, and our next player we're going to discuss on the back of this is Jason Hornfress, going to see increased minutes there as well. I think Wines can score well. But, yeah, just that injury-interrupted pre-season. We've seen it before, and we just don't go there, so it's a no for me.
1: Yeah, no for me too, buddy. I'm not mucking around with guys that have had interrupted pre-seasons. Next one here, Jason Horn francis
0: So uh, traded over the off-season to Port Adelaide's going to see a pretty decent, uh, I would say, centre-bounce midfield usage, you know, Maybe a 50-50 split, which would be still okay. Which means, like for me, I think he's going to exceed his salary quite nicely. So it's one player I am considering. But yeah, just that one pre-season game, we don't really get a decent look at what it could look like. So it's a pretty much pick and cross your fingers maybe. So definitely consider here.
1: Well, one thing I'll bring up, mate, is he gave away six free kicks in Hmm. the Pracky game. So that would have brought his score to 99 if he was a good boy. So... I feel like if he scored 99, we'd all be on him at you know at that forward position somewhere. I, I'm really hot on Horn Francis. I know he had surgery in both knees, and but I didn't realise that Port wanted to play him as a mid first and forward second. So yep. I, I'm really for
0: it. Next one here, we're going to go on to Brisbane versus Geelong. So there's a bit of a whitewash. You know, Brisbane just dominated this game from the from the outset. So. Didn't really take that much out of it, but we'll go through these players anyway. So, Lockie Neal uh, in the midfield. It's going to be hot, strong, high midfield usage. Uh, it's pretty much consider uh, The role is absolutely there.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. He's just first tag, and how much does Dunkley take away with him, or does he help him? I think he probably helps him in, in all due respect. So, yeah, Lockie Neal's still a good choice. Next one here,
0: Josh Dunkley. Now, Jeff, I've got to tell you this. I've, I've never told you this before. I never had Josh Dunkley in my team until that game, Ooh. and it scared the hell out of me, and he's in there, and there's no way I'm uh, leaving him out. So all season I go, that's one play I'm taking on. It was going to be my difference, and uh, I just got scared, and it's changed. So I'm starting Dunkley. It's pretty simple.
1: Interesting, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I don't think he's moved all uh, since, what, uh, January when the game opened, mate. So, yeah, locked.
0: Next one here, Will Ashcroft, obviously a high draft pick and he's going to score quite nicely. That's a, almost a certain starter for most people, Jeff.
1: Probably the second player that hasn't moved all pre-season for me too. So just lock and load. Next one, Darcy Woodmont. Uh, hopefully
0: that's locked in for out in the ring, which would be quite nice. But, you know, volatile scoring, could be low scoring at times. Uh, hopefully he gets a start. It's going to be quite uh, nice to get him on the field, especially the low salary. So uh, high consider, especially if he's named.
1: Yeah, I just put him as bench cover. I think that's what he's proven over the pre-season matches. We um, we can pick him, great. He's going to get a spot in the 22, but I th- he has to be bench cover.
0: Next one here, Tanner Bruin. So uh, inside midfield role, uh, but Bose didn't play last week. And, you know, how much is that guaranteed? We actually don't know. Uh, they could just adjust throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a tough match-up in the second week. I think they got the Blues, so it's going to be a pretty big stoppage team, You know, big players against him. How much can he get of the ball? Uh, yeah, I'd love to start him. I'm not too sure I'm going to go there, though. I know,
1: it's a hard one, isn't it? Because his it's price is one. so appealing. Yeah, um, it's just the Geelong factor for me. I can't trust him, mate. I, I honestly can't. So, uh, yeah... That that's those mid prices. Any mid prices you pick this year, you've got to be wary of if it's a fail and who you can go to. So if Sheed mucks up, can you get to Catterfield? If he bomb, uh, if he goes well, hmm. um, who's your backup to um, Dersma doing poorly? Can you get to Callahan if he if he did well? So with Tanner Bruin, like there's not a lot of options. I don't think McLean, which we'll get into later, is going to be great. So. Hmm. Where do you go if if it's a bust is is more my concern, um, you know. And people say, well, Horn Francis is seventy five grand more, but how do you generate seventy five grand up in one week without Dick? You know, in a week with two trades. So just be wary of that. I, I think um, I think Bruin is too high risk for that reason.
0: Next one here, I'll just throw in here is Mitch Duncan. So injury interrupted preseason again. But it was the same last year, um, so it was similar type issues. Maybe they're just managing him through that pre-season quite nicely again. And that's what Geelong did last year. They managed players uh, almost perfectly. So won the premiership won the premiership with it, and they're going to do it again. Uh, maybe Mitch Duncan is a straight no all season for that reason, Jeff.
1: Yeah, you can't do it. He hasn't, you know, I don't know how many laps he's run, but it can't be many, so yeah, pass.
0: Jack Bowes, next one here. So he didn't play last week, so... You're just really going in blind if you're selecting him round one. Let's see how that selection falls. Uh, But, yeah, obviously really consider who is out of that team for Geelong in round one. So if it's like Bo's is named and Duncan is not and he's due to come back, that that could be that right role for a a switch with Duncan and Bo. So, yeah, really pay attention if he is selected, who is out of that team to come back in. So it's probably a straight no here for me,
1: Yeah, Pete. Remind me where um, or why Bose missed the pracky game.
0: Yeah, so he had calf tightness and missed last week. So uh, maybe it was a little bit precautionary. Uh, probably, you know, calf tightness doesn't really, you know, no alarm bells there. So that's pretty much where that's at.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it, yeah, you're right. It's not it's not a um, big stop again. It's how you're structuring defence. I, I don't mind the pick. I honestly don't. Um, but it's not for me.
0: Next one here, Tom Stewart. So I do like the pick at some stage throughout the season. I'm hopeful, from my point of view, that I will see Stewart at a lesser price. Maybe that's not even the case, and we I missed the boat early. I don't think I'm going to go there early, but I do like the pick.
1: Yeah, no, I like the start. I like it for a starting pick too. Um, and I've played with it a lot. He's not in my team at the minute, but so I would be more than happy for the listeners to include him for round one. We'll
0: be right back. Next game here, hear Jeff Kilda versus Essendon. So Jack Bytel, Marcus Windhager, went off the ground, Bytel came on the ground and he was actually pretty good. So Windhager, as apparently it's not going to be long term injury, so just got a consideration just got to consider what when he comes back into the team and but what does that do to Bytel? So uh, he was quite impressive. I'm expecting him to play regardless, so there might be a consideration, but let's just see how team selection flushes out.
1: Yeah, I'd love to start him because he's just so lovely priced. Um, yeah, it's to me, I think they can only play Winhager or Bytel in the structure of that team at the moment. Um, so I'd be wary starting him, with, um, especially if Winhager's not there yep. and going to take his spot when he's ready.
0: Next one here, Nazai wanganin Miller. So move to half back defence type role in the start of pre season and uh, he's coming along quite nicely. I still think it's gonna be volatile scoring though, Jep, so but you know, if the Saints if it's simply out of, you know, a kick in um, to Wangan and Miller, uh, you're probably gonna see a pretty decent score. So if the Saints do start to concede a stack of inside fifties, you know, that's gonna probably favour Uh, Nazario, Wangan and quite nicely. So I think he can exceed his salary quite nicely. I don't think I'm going to go there, though,
1: Jeff. Yeah, no, no, me neither. I think, yeah, second-year player. It's just a role, yeah. I think he's one for the future, definitely. Um, Good, really good skills. But you're right, it's going to be up and down scoring.
0: Next one here, Mitch Owens. So the Saints are struggling with uh, key key tools, and Mitch Owens is going to provide a target up forward early. So that's a straight no for me at Round 1.
1: Yeah, no for me too.
0: Jack Steele. Inside mid, rolls there, we know that. There's no issues with that whatsoever. So it's just that, you know, the Saints want to move the ball a bit faster. So that's just the repeat points. like Similar to like Tom Mitchell, you're not going to get those repeat points because as soon as that clearance has been made, it's it's out of the the clearance and stoppage type area. And that's probably not going to suit the game of Jack Steele. So I think there's a bit of a decrease coming for Steele. Hopefully it's not the case. I know a lot of people are jumping on him at round one. Uh, you just really got to consider the game style here for St Kilda. It is, it's just changing big time from where it was last year.
1: Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's just his price, right? So you're taking so so much of a risk when if he's gonna, I think he's a shoe in to, to lose ten points a game. So others say the other way. Oh, oh yeah, I'm wary. I think it's a risky pick to start.
0: Next one here, Andrew McGrath. So. Uh, obviously the Bombers uh, were quite poor last week But that's okay, it's only a practice match And you know sometimes uh, results and uh, form in a practice match Means absolutely nothing But if the Bombers are going to set a stack of inside 50s this year You've got to think that's going to play into the hands of Andrew McGrath And he's going to see a lot of distribution there So obviously there, Redmond there, Ridley there as well So you know it, it could all play into their hands And they could all score quite nicely um, Yeah, it's... I'll think about it. That's that's probably where I stand at Andrew McGrath right now.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I've changed my tune on him after seeing him. He just looked hungry. He um he looked like he was on a mission, and I think that would be his mantra for the season. So I would yeah endorse it.
0: Next one here, Will Setterfield. He's look, looking likely to be in that uh, round one team and inside midfield usage. But I'm not too sure the scores are going to be there, though. So, again, stoppage playoff, the ball's out of his area. He's getting no repeat points there as well. So I think the role is probably going to be there. And, you know, the coaching staff said after that game as well last week against St. Kilda that he's flexible enough to go out to a different role. So, you know, if Ed's Ed on to wing, even forward would be horrible. But, you know, half back they did mention there as well. So it's probably not going to be pure inside mid all the way. But I expect him to be there at round one, too.
1: Yeah, he'll play round one. For sure. Um, I, he's not a starting pick for fantasy. Not with the others available. He's quite expensive. Next one here,
0: Darcy Parry. So um, put up a stinker last week, Jeff. So a lot of people jumped off, but, you know, they played the Hawks in round one, and he, he could cop an instant tag. Uh, if not, you know, the Hawks could be quite restrictive um, against him. So, yeah, I did have him there for a while, but, yeah, there's, I don't think I'm going there at round one, Jep.
1: Yeah, me neither. I was hoping he was going to be hungrier, and he is out of contract at season's end. So maybe, yeah, the tags from Bytel just put him off and he just lost interest and sort of, um, you know, kind of gave up in the end. But, yeah, oh, you can't do it. You can't do it. you got to see the hunger, so pass. Uh, just, just
0: a reminder there for the listeners who missed the pod, so I did... Uh a session with Mitch Cleary, and we split that into three podcasts, and we did go uh, team by team, a big team, Victorian team. So uh, we did come across uh, Essendon and Darcy Parish, and Mitch actually referenced the discussion he had with Darcy Parish himself, who um, brought up a, an Achilles' soreness-type issue over, I think it was in the Christmas-type period. So I highly recommend going back into those podcasts. So there's three pods there, 158, 159, and then episode 160. Go on this to listen to Mitch's thoughts on uh, a stack of players, including Darcy Parish, and that might uh, provide some good information for you. All right, Jeff. Next one here, Jordan Ridley. So uh, probably the same situation as Andrew McGrath. If the Bombers going to concede a stack of inside fifties this year, similar type of situation to James Sisley. You've got to think that's going to play into the hands of Jordan Ridley. Therefore, uh, we could see a solid average there again.
1: Yeah, uh, he he looks back to his old ways, doesn't it? It's what's Great what a new coach does to a player. Um, high risk, high reward pick. Um, he's the type of pick that's going to get you up into contention with the car.
0: Okay, we'll jump on to the next game here. Sydney versus Carlton. So, Errol Gordon, he was amazing last week. So, no Callum Mills into the midfield usage. Centre bounces high, which has been consistently both weeks. Now, Mills did play the first week, right? And Gordon was in there a stack. So, uh, no Mills last week and Gordon obviously was in there a stack again, but he won plenty of ball. i was just watching the replay again today, and every time I looked up at the screen, he's like, he's having another shot on goal. So um, obviously he hit the scoreboard there as well, put up a monster score. Uh, His salary's quite nice. We can put him into the forward line there as well. Uh, It's a consideration for me,
1: Yeah, no, he's um, high on everyone's agenda, and rightfully so. The other one that was not playing was Papley. So... Yep. we all all know he gets some CBAs as well but 10% CBAs for Goulden last year that's going up to at least 40% so with that trajectory I think you know he pushes the top six forward so you've really got to pick him at that value
0: yeah so he scored quite nicely at that sort of minimal midfield usage so if you've got again you know if that's his baseline of of that that much midfield time and that's going to increase this year you've got to expect a little bit of an increase I would expect so Again, like he's he's starting average. I think that's almost his flaw, Jack. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, especially if he played the way he did. Like again, you look at, I look for players that have that hunger, like I mentioned previously, and he just wants to succeed. So, yeah, give him every chance. 30 year breakout, lock it in.
0: Next one here, Peter Laddams. Obviously, Tommy he's sidelined to start the year, and everyone's looking at Lachlan McAndrew to be potentially starting right. Now, the thing with Laddams is he's obviously had an issue the last couple of weeks as well. Now, I watched that game, um, that night game, Laddams, and he looked like he got hurt like eight times. It was amazing. He was like, oh, he got hit again. Oh, he's down. He hit his jaw. Oh, my God, he could be out. So the thing was he got through and he was okay, but it could be a walking injury, this guy. So uh, let's get into Lachlan Lachlan McAndrew. He's probably a a good uh, bench cover uh, to start the season, so if Laddams does go down early, but, you know, Laddams still a consideration. He can score. I don't think I'm going to go there because not like I'll just I'll be on tilt if he got injured quite early. So it's a no for me at round one, but I can understand if people go there.
1: In Laddams, as the R2 I was talking about before, that was a high risk. Mm. Um, and I can't do it. But if those listeners that have some guts... I think he could be a very good pick for four weeks if you're willing to concede a trade. So, yeah, he um, he's cheap. He should average low 90s, high 80s, I think, as a sole ruck. So, mm-hmm. lots of like.
0: Yeah, it can work, but it can also go quite wrong there as well. But that's, and Mc- that's yeah, sorry, you know.
1: McAndrew won't play round one. It'll be McLean chopping out.
0: Yeah, that's right as well. So. That's where everyone was looking at McAndrew. Can he get in there? But, yeah, he's still pretty raw as well at the same time. All right, next one here, and we're going with Chad Warner. So um, he was quite solid in that midfield last year. Maybe if we're going Gordon, maybe we don't go with Warner. Um, I still think he can score quite well, but I don't think he's going to go there very much yet. Uh,
1: yeah, he's he's just an impact player. Hasn't shown much his preseason past.
0: Next one here, Callum Mills finger injury. So his fitness is still pretty good, but dealing with a finger injury. So if Golden's going to see a spike in centre bounce usage, that could actually impact Callum Mills. Now throughout the pre-season, obviously he consumed a lot of content. And there was a, a bit of a discussion with Dean Cox. Maybe he was lead, led into the top question: is that you know can Golden you know play forward because he played a little bit forward in that practice match? And you know, Dean Cox said, yeah, maybe or maybe not. So. Yeah, you know, if it, is it any type of forward usage for Callum Mills? I that's a disaster of a pick. I don't think that's going to be it. Uh, he's going to play a stack forward. But, yeah, we can't be having him sit forward at any stage of the season. So I just don't think I'm going to go there but I want to.
1: Yeah, I, I, you can't. Not at his price. And we just don't know where it's going to fall. Longmire um, loves to change it up with Mills as his utility. So, yeah, no way.
0: Alex Sincrotter for Carlton. So he's a chance of debut, and if he does debut in round one, Jeb, I think higher ownership will be there. So obviously if he's picked, we're picking him.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think he's in. I, um, I like his line-breaking ability. I like the fact that, yeah, obviously he's mature age, and he can handle it with the bigger boys, and I feel like he is going to take his opportunity with two hands, mate. So... It's a lock and load, I would think, at this point.
0: Hopefully that is the case. Next one here, Sam Doherty. So it's going to be midfield halfback. Doesn't matter for me. Both are strong scoring roles. So, but the the one thing that I sort of, in general play, looking where Doherty sits and stands, and obviously went down to, you know, match him there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, where does he stand? So in general play, he'll sit between the centre square and like that halfback 50, D50 line. So he'll be, he'll have a, like a, one hand on defense, one hand on midfield. So I think that's actually even a better situation. So he's going to see a lot of ball. Uh, this is a strong consideration here, and I think he's going to. I think his average is going to be very strong. Um, right in a prime position where uh, yeah, he's going to see a lot of ball usage. So yeah, obviously you got to pay up there, but I am willing to do so, Jeff.
1: Me too, mate. He's a sure thing. You know, he's a leader of the football club too. So they. Naturally, actually won it in his hands. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a success. Um, yeah, D1 all the way.
0: Next one here, Patrick Cripps. So Carlton's still going to play the stoppage type game there as well, and that plays into the hands of Patrick Cripps. We did see him, uh, obviously, win the Brown last year, and he started off the season well. So we're probably in that same situation again. He's had a pretty strong pre-season. Um, I expect him to score quite well again to hit you.
1: Yeah, probably. Again, oh, I just... I don't know what it is with Krips. Maybe it's because he's an extractor and I'm just deterred by extractors in a fantasy sense. I, I can't do it.
0: Next one here, Lockie Cowan. So hopefully he's in the range of being selected in round one there as well. But, you know, if he's going to play that sort of medium tall lockdown, his scores could be a little bit low and volatile at the time. Uh, times. So I think he uh, is not a bad selection, but he's up there. He's not basement salary yet, so... Yeah, it's a, it's in consideration. Obviously, we need to take into account what other rookies are named there at round one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd be surprised if Cowan and Chinkota are in the same team, but you know, stranger things have happened, and they can play slightly different roles. You know, Cowan can rotate through the bench and play a little bit on a wing if he has to. So, yeah, well, let's wait and see with Cowan. I think Chincotta's ahead of him though.
0: Next one here, West Coast. We're going to go to West Coast versus Adelaide right now. So Oscar Allen, obviously a uh, big injury interrupted season last year. He's low on salary. Key forwards are really difficult to, to start with, Jep, though. There's probably upside in... Was well, I think there's really good upside in his starting salary, but I just can't start at key forward, Jep.
1: Yeah, me neither, mate. Pass.
0: Next one here, Tom Cole. So you're going to sit in, in that defence line and probably move up the ground, maybe. Hopefully it stages. Maybe even onto wing there. So... Um, I think there's value in his starting salary, but I don't think I'm going there, Jim.
1: No, me neither. I um, oh, Just, again, West Coast will... They all say they want to play quick. Every team have pretty much said they want to play quicker this year. Yep. But West Coast don't have the skills to play quick, is what I learned in the practice game. So there will be times where it's chip-chip. Um, Cole probably misses out the next guy, though. Not so much.
0: Yeah, just on that fast footy, like, uh, once the scoreboard starts to really hurt, I guarantee you the, the most teams who are getting uh, stung on that scoreboard, they're, they're going to slow the ball movement down just to save the scoreboard. So, yeah, it's not going to be fast footy all the time. Hopefully that's the case, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be all the time. Alrighty, next one here, Jade Hunt, halfback, going to move up into the wing a little bit. It's probably value in his salary. I just don't think I'm going to go there, Jeff.
1: Yeah, no, me neither.
0: So, um, yeah, it's a pass. Liam Duggan here in there as well. It's just a straight no for me. Uh,
1: Yeah, a bigger role, but look, he's never shown it in the past. He's been around a while now. So, yeah, pass for me too.
0: Next one, Dom Sheed. Nearly ruled himself out round one. I couldn't believe it. So, uh, (laughs) Chris O'MRO, MRO, so he falls asleep at the wheel. Not even sighted, not even looked at, which is great. Dom Sheed is available. Now, comes back to the question here is, is you know, are we going to select Dom Sheed at Round 1? Now, I, I, for me, what, I'm going to ask you this question first and then come back to me, Jeff. So do you think his value at Round 1? Yes. Uh, like, I think he's value there at Round 1 as well. But then we've got to come into, like, we can't start them all and how does his salary structure look? So, um, yeah, I, I'm on the fence with Sheed. I'm not too sure where you stand.
1: I just think people can't lose sight that he's got a high ceiling. There's going to be games where he goes 120. Um, and that's a big statement, but I, I think you have to start him. Next one
0: here, Rory Led. So obviously the top of the top salary range here. Uh, I'm not too sure many are going to start with Rory Lead, but I get I'll almost guarantee you this is going to be a very strong average, and I wouldn't be surprised if Rory Led is the number one average uh, this year in fantasy. But, you know, obviously his salary, there could be a reduction at some stage. So, yeah, we're going to have to get him at some stage, but it's just a matter of when. Now, you can save yourself a lot of heartache um, by starting him. Therefore, obviously, you accept potentially a bit of a loss early in the season and others can grab him. But, you know, the uh, the amount of upgrades and the amount of cash you need to actually get him from, like, some mid-price rookie-type salaries is a stack. So, you know, at the back end of the season, obviously we've got an extra game there as well. You're, going, you're pretty much going to have to have Rory lead. So, yeah, it's just my thought is that how am I going to get him? Um, so, yeah, if that's that's just where I stand, and, and that's why he's still a consideration for me. Um, but maybe my thought process here is, is that I think I can start with him knowing that I can pick off a couple of um, sharp plays at a lower top celebrity. Yeah,
1: mate, I... Um... Look, it's it's for the captain choice. I just can't make him work in my team at his price. I've tried multiple times. I would love to have him at M1, but I can't make it work. So hopefully he's there to get later in the year.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is like it's really difficult to make it work. So um, yeah, let's see how it goes. And yeah, you've got to be putting your hands into some you know, pretty dirty plays, you know, to make it work. But if those dirty plays do pay off, you've all of a sudden got Rory Lid in your team and he starts knocking out his 130s, Jeff, it's going to be difficult to obtain for a long period of time. All right, the next one here, Sam Berry. So he wants to see a lot of ball this year, obviously high tackle rate. It's consideration, but I'm not going there at round one, Ah,
1: uh, Yeah, me neither. I think um, although he will improve, he's not going to challenge that top eight mid, so why bother?
0: Next one here, Luke Pedlar. So it's probably a good rookie bench option for us. Scoring could be volatile, however.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't have a big ceiling either, mate. Like I, yeah, I'm kind of against it, but he does have a role, and I think he's going to play, you know, he's first in in that, well, not first in the forward six, but he's one of the first choices up there for this year because he's done the hard yards in his first two. Uh, Mitch
0: Hinge going to see a bit of ring roll, a bit of half back roll. Hopefully, your times there as well. Uh, I think he can score quite well, but I'm not going there Jeff.
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in Hinge either.
0: Next one here, Riley O'Brien, starting rack right for the Crows, but how locked is that? So a few comments from uh, coming out of the Crows the last few days. So just check out aflratings.com.au under the Adelaide. Team pages for those comments on Raleigh O'Brien. So it really uh, sort of tweaked my ear to what's going on there. Uh, he's definitely number one to start the season. So to hold that spot, he's going to have to have a good season. And that probably provides him enough motivation to put up a solid year. So a consideration from Egypt.
1: Oh, yeah. He is. Um, I, I think there's worse R2 or R1 picks. Um, is he going to be R1 R2 at this E season end? That's the the tough call. And um, look, there, there's probably scope for Riley O'Brien to um, actually improve slightly on his average, and he might even be a unique pick. So why not?
0: We'll be right back. All right, Jeff. Geelong West versus Gold Coast, and it was Finn Kellyahan early, and uh, Gold Coast are actually delivering him the ball quite often, but he scored quite nicely in the end. Um, now. Yeah, you know, this is going to be mostly outside, mostly on a wing to start with. So what you're going to deal with is volatile scores. You know, it could be as low as like a 50, or maybe even the 40s one week, but it could be as high as like 90s the next week. So I think maybe 70, 75 is a minimum he could average. Uh, I Man, it could be even be lower. So there's definite upside on his salary, and he is a consideration for me at round one.
1: Yeah, I think he's almost a lock, mate. I, I really like him. Um, I know he's playing wing role, but I'm trying to... Like, if there's no buy tell, um, the way I'm structured up, I, I kind of need someone around his price. So, yeah, maybe a lock was uh, an overstatement there, but he's a very, very good pick, I think, um, for 406k.
0: Next one here, Lockie Whitfield. So it's going to be a half-back role, and it's probably going to be in tandem with um, Lockie Ash there as well. But I did post on my Twitter account just before we recorded this podcast, is that, you know... They played the Crows the first game and, and Ben Keys hasn't gone back into that midfield full time. And we know that Ben Keys last year he was he tagged out and was hard to remember. And you know there were some some forward tags that he put on that were pretty restrictive. That probably hits Lockie Whitfield really hard in round one. I'd love to start him. I reckon his ceiling is quite nicely, but I think we're going to get him at round, uh early round of the season when the upgrades come for BPP. So yeah, I'll, I don't think I'm going to go there at round one, but yeah, obviously an early upgrade there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Got to have the role. That's where he plays his best footy, and we already can see that. It's actually quite cool to watch him in flight from half back. So, yeah, one to watch after round six. Next
0: one, Stephen Canelo. Obviously, we can roster him as a forward. So, a strong consideration for me. Uh, the, the midfield role is going to be there. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Adam, Kingsley Genebra senior coach did reference that you know he has the ability to play forward there as well. So I think it's going to be strong midfield usage, but you know, he can hit the scoreboard when he goes forward anyway and provide a mismatch and you know, obviously take some marks in the forward line. Maybe that's his like resting type area of the ground. So um, consideration here for me for Cornelia.
1: Yeah, it's going to definitely be strong usage, mate, um, in the midfield. I don't think it's a wise uh, – sorry, I don't think it's a, uh, a bad pick. I just feel like if you don't start him, is he going to really hurt you? Um, so is he going to score those 110s, 115s? Uh, probably not. So for that reason, I'm going to fade Kenny there.
0: Next one here, Josh Kelly. So it's going to be pretty strong midfield usage, um, and we know he can score there as well. So consideration for here for me.
1: Yeah, me too, mate. I really like him. I feel like he's going to get the big CBA jump from last year. And again, like Whitfield, playing in his preferred role, and he looks a a great, great player. Um, And we already knew that anyway. So hopefully he can get to 110 and and be a worthy starting pick.
0: And next one here is in play as well is Tom Green. So obviously his handball kick ratio was quite poor on the weekend and obviously low marks. But it's just one of those extractor midfield, hard stoppage type players as soon as he gets the ball out, the ball is out of his area. He doesn't get the repeat points. Um, that's what we might be seeing this year. But his salary is still quite appealing to me. I think that's his flaw, and I think he can go only up from there. So he is a consideration for me, Roma.
1: Yeah, look, it's the low marks and, and those handball-happy type players that I'm, I'm not going to start, so pass.
0: Next one here, Lockie Ash, so half back. You know, if Whitfield does get tagged early, Ash could go off. Um, off that half back line, so which is really interesting. Um, I don't think I'm going to go there, but you know he's in a, a really nice role to start the season. Um, he might be one we have to jump on that, that we could miss if we don't start with him, that he starts putting up really good average. So uh, one to consider, uh, but I don't think I'm going
1: there. Yeah, that is true. He's going to have a nice role, but yeah, not for me.
0: Brayden Preece, there is zero chance I'm going here, Jep. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. Um, he's, he's probably. A walking suspension waiting to happen, Prue, uh, <laughs> so for me... He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, is he, bud? Yeah, but he can score as well. He gave away a stack of free kicks, and you take those away, um, that he can put up a pretty nice average. So, yeah, I just think it's just way too risky for me, so zero chance here.
1: Yeah, zero chance for me too, mate. Um Yeah, you're right. It's just no, no, no. Uh,
0: next one here, was it coming? So he's going to take control of that intercept marking type... Uh, area of the ground for GW Rares I think he's going to put up a strong average like I really do so here's a consideration for me
1: Yeah I'm more worried about what Wheatfield and Ash take away from him so let's just see how it plays out we might jump on later.
0: Next one Sam Flanders no Toot Miller last week Sam Flanders moved into a little bit more into the midfield a little bit more um, and he scored quite nicely there as well my concern is, is that when everyone comes back and Brandon Ellis has come back and everyone settles into that round one, round two team, is it, what does the role look like for Flanders? Uh, he's going to start a stack forward. So that's going to be inconsistent and volatile scoring for me. So it's a straight no.
1: Yeah, straight no for me
0: too. Noah Anderson, inside midfield usage. The role is there, we know that. Um, and he scored quite well last year. I don't think I'm going to go there, but it's a nice election, Jeff.
1: Mate, he's got the inside-outside game, yep. so. It ticks a lot of boxes for fantasy. He's one I'm very, very highly considering.
0: And you know what as well? is The, the game, obviously, the fast 40-top game as well, it suits him to a T. Look, he is built for this game, Jeff.
1: Yeah, and, and Took Miller's going to get most of the attention, if not all the attention. So what's there not to like?
0: Yeah. All right, next one here, we're going with Charlie Constable. Halfback role. Uh, there are players to come back in here for Gold Coast. Um, and you really got to pay attention to when they are coming back in. I've got some notes up on AFRatings.com.au that has some timelines there as well. So that sort of plays into you know looking at Charlie Constable um, and whether you want to go there or not. It could be a short leash, just to understand that. Um, but I think it's a pretty solid role to start round one. Um, I think his scoring could be good, quite good, and his salary is obviously quite appealing to.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. Um... Look, I um, I think the price is a big tick. I think he's going to play there round one, mate. So, yeah, how hard we can't do it. We can't not do it. I mean, so you can't skip that kind of value. I just,
0: I just want to play back into the question you asked previously: Is it if if a pick doesn't work, where do you go from there? So if if there's pressure on his position at round three, what's going to happen?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um. Uh, one I really can't answer Um, that might be an upgrade and and that's a big jump to to do that so you're right that could really hurt because if you have to go down to a rook and play an extra rook on field that's not the way the game is ideally played Um, and then if you have to go up to someone like a mid price like Will Day again you're sort of wasting a trade because your ideal scenario is jump straight up to a primo but that might be hard in in those in that first month.
0: So it's just a, a um, question to pose to the listeners to have a really big think about, you know, what options are below constable, what options are just above constable. Because if you, if you have to make a quick move, um, you do have options. So try and play out that scenario and, yeah, just have, have some sort of Contingency plans, I would say. Alright, next one here. So we have Jared Witz. I think he can score quite well yep Jep. Um, I don't think I'm going to go there around one
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going there either, bud. No chance.
0: Alright, next game Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne. Bulldogs showed on piece their tall forward line against North Melbourne and they hit the scoreboard quite often. So, yeah, that's, you know, we only got to see. Um, the Bulldogs against an opposition for one practice match. Uh, obviously, I did go to Ballarat the week before to watch it in there. So, still plenty of ball. They want to move the ball fast. And, you know, a couple of players this week, we had, I think it was Bailey Dale, and then we had Marcus Pondopelli. Ponder- is so, to get the ball in there when they have one on one? So, you know, does that mean that if, and the opposition teams are going to drop back a plus one in the defence? Which is a possible, if they're going to roll out three or four tall forwards, it's a possible that the team's are going to go plus one against them. So, therefore, that probably plays back into the answer of chipping the ball around, which plays into a lot of Bulldogs players, Jep. So, um, yeah, let's go through these here. So, Toby McLean, ooh, I, look, I, I can't answer the question I have asked myself all the time. Where does he stand in that team, and what does his role look like? Because there are multiple players in his type role that you know could put him on the outside, could put him on the inside. There is competition for players like him in that team, and I think this is just actually just high risk.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's he's a half forward wingman. That's his role. He's going to split between the two. But you got Scott, you got Baker, you got McLean. It would not surprise me if McLean cops a vest in the early part of the games, and that's just not what we want from mid pricer So I, I'm not doing it.
0: Next one here, Jack McRae. Uh, it's going to average quite well again. Uh, just yeah, you know, we want to see those ceiling games. Uh, the Bulldogs have, you know, minimum five to six of the players to go through that uh, centre bounce range. You know, you could see McCade sit on the outside quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's a consideration for me, I would say at this, this, at this stage. Uh,
1: yeah, mate. I I still like him a lot. Again, he, uh, he's just that accumulator. We need the guys that are going to get the um, the big thirty possession games, and he's one of them. Certainly is.
0: Next one here, Bailey Smith, the impact player. Um, obviously going to see, well, for me at least, he's going to see an increase in midfield usage this year, centre bounces, so with no Josh Dunkley. So consideration for me at round uh, one,
1: yeah, he um he's a bit of a strange one, starting at half forward a lot, uh, more than I'd like. So I still like him. He's young and fit and just at that age where he's going to brain it. So, yeah, I'll say love and like.
0: Next one here, Liam Jones, and he was on fire on the weekend, so plenty of intercept marks. You know, things go wrong in different players, you know, you could probably jump to Jones, and yeah, it's... I think there's value here, it's just... Yeah, do we consider him? I'm not too sure yet.
1: Oh, they did play North Melbourne, mate, so um, not the greatest competition in the world, so yeah, what's his ceiling? What are, He scored 88, I think, against North Melbourne, that's probably his ceiling, so... 320k though might be an option not for me.
0: Yeah, and it's just when he has to go up against uh, big key opposition tools, is it you know what's that score going to look like when he's, he has to wrestle them and the free kicks given away? So that scores could be quite volatile. Next one here, Tim English, obviously consideration here can score quite well, uh, high position type ruck, so consideration here for me
1: Yeah, he um, he's going to be the number one ruck I think. He just looks hungry and angry really fierce around the ground and and ready to take his um, mantle, you know, who's going to be the All-Australian Ruck this year? Might be English, and he might be primed for that, so yeah, why not? Next
0: one here, Oscar Baker, so again, with the McLean, he's in that bunch of players fighting for a spot in that team. Interesting, on the weekend, uh, I believe it was Rowan Smith came out and said um, post-game that, you know, uh, Oscar Baker wasn't meant to play that game, so if, if that's the case, you know, where does he actually stand in that you know, packing order of getting a game even? So, you know, if and he only played because of injuries, Rowan Smith said. So, you know, if that's the case, where does he stand? So you just really got to take into consideration where he does stand. Obviously, 10 selection is quite good, but still competition for his spot. So it's a straight no here for me.
1: Yeah, no for me too, because again, he's, he's competing with McLean and Anthony Scott. I just can't do it.
0: Next one here, Tom Liberatore. So inside midfield usage, obviously scored a stack last weekend. Uh, but, yeah, stoppage side player and doesn't have the speed there as well to get in once the, once the ball leaves the area, so no for me.
1: Yeah, agree with everything you said, mate. Pass.
0: Next one here, and this is where it plays into, Josh, Josh Simpkin uh, situation where he can get the ball inside and also on the outside. So injury interrupted pre-season though, so just keep that in mind. So it's one player I am considering...
1: Uh, yeah, me too. He he's not getting the most CBA's as well as much as I'd like, but I still think as a leader of that club, he's ready under Clarker to take a bit of a fantasy jump and, and get to where he needs to be.
0: Yeah, I think it's decent rotation through that North Melbourne midfield. But, Jeb, once we start the season, I think he's going to in, be in there in a strong scenario at centre bounces. And that's just the one thing we see with practice matches and coaches doing. They, they do still try a lot of things. So it's not what happened last weekend, weekend is going to happen throughout the season or at least at round one is what we're talking about here. Is that, you know, once once the whistle's blown, the siren's gone off, and he'll be in there, I believe, at a strong rate. So, all right, next one here is Will Phillips. So, yeah, obviously low score in the weekend, but he seems to have that role in there for enough centre-bounces midfield usage to to play a part and exceed his salary. So obviously it's quite low. Um, he's, a, he's still a consideration for me.
1: Yeah, he's definitely in our teams. It's just whether he's on the bench or on the field. It's probably a tough goal.
0: Next one here, Luke Davis-Yunaki. It's going to be a strong midfield usage, obviously inside-type player mostly, but he can get a lot of ball on the outside. Definitely, even I would totally ignore that score from the weekend. Um, he's going to have a pretty strong average as uh, a consideration for me,
1: Yeah, me too. I didn't get deterred from what I saw on the weekend. He didn't score great, but um, yeah, he's still uh, primed for a big year, I think.
0: Next one, Tom Powell. So obviously in that mid-salary type range. So he's going to get another one of these players. Is going to get some inside midfield usage there at the Kangaroos. We know we can score, but is it enough? I think there's a little bit of risk of what it could be. So it's a no for me.
1: Yeah, no for me too. I just he's too much forward. So he's still not getting that the amount of CBAs we need. I think he got 24% from memory on the. On the Prackey game, we need that to be at least 50, so pass.
0: Okay, let's get on to Melbourne versus Richmond. Last game here, so Lockie Hunter. It's going to be wing roll, which can be volatile at times, uh, so it's a no for me. Yeah, no for me too. Angus Brayshaw, a uh, halfback, moved into the middle, so all we need to see is just those two rolls, and obviously Clayton Oliver moved there back there to head some stage, so interesting. Yeah, Simon Goodwood wants to increase the midfield rotation there as well, which is, a, which is actually a thing this year. For the Demons, uh, that has been the consistent uh, message out of Melbourne over pre-season. Um, but, yeah, half-back midfield, that's OK for Brayshaw. We know he has a ceiling there as well. It's still a consideration. Not too sure I'm going to go there, though, Jim.
1: Yeah, I like it. I still like him as a pick. I think he's going to do it once, and they trust him with the ball. So, yeah, go go for
0: it. OK, next one here, and we have Max Gorn. So... Uh, monster first half last week, so uh, Melbourne pretty much had their way with Richmond. I wouldn't really take that much out of it, but you know he scored still quite well in that first half. Slow down the second half, where it actually game actually didn't matter. Um, he's actually still a consideration here for me, Jeff. I think he can still score well. And the the one thing that I've gone back here on Gorn is that you know Jackson was in that team last year and he still scored quite well. Now the thing is, right, is that you know the one thing that came out of Melbourne after the practice match is that they might want to manage their minutes, which is a little bit of red red, um, alarm for me to say that, you know, if that's the case, game game time percentage there as well could decrease, which obviously means scores decrease and obviously he's going to see some time forward there as well. I still haven't ruled him out. Maybe I'm leaning towards a no at this stage.
1: I can't do it, mate. I just can't. With Grundy there and... Like one week he's going to be great, the next week who knows. Like It's just on an ad hoc basis for Gorn and Grundy, so yeah, no way.
0: Next one here, Clayton Oliver. Obviously moved to half-back, as I just mentioned as well, in that game. So they're just flicking what roles around in those practice matches. I think it's going to be a strong centre-bounce midfield usage this season. Uh, maybe just a slight decline from where we were last year. Last year. But yeah, you know, he's still going to get a stack of it. Uh, high disposal type player, so this is the type of player that that can get from contest to contest. He's an extractor there as well. So this is the type of, you know, in this sort of range of where footy is being played now, this is the top, the prototype player that we need. So he's a consideration here for me,
1: Yeah, Oh, yeah. He, um, he's a Jet. I just think that halfback was more for fun. Um, yeah, I think... Imagine having Gorn and Grundy put it down his throat at each stoppage. It's just going to be super for him. So... Big year for Clayton, and he's going to score a big fantasy score again.
0: Yep. Next one here, Tim Taranto. So uh, it's going to be a pretty strong midfield usage at the Tigers this year. So it's a, definitely a consideration for me, Roma.
1: Yeah, no, big on my agenda. I um, I like the way he moves and the, how he's fitted in seamlessly. So, yeah, I'm very, very likely to start with him.
0: Next one here is Jaden Short. So just be... Uh, aware that Short had a scan earlier this week, which we reported, so um, yeah, a bit of a calf tightness type issue, I believe it was, so yeah, just just be aware of that. Um, kind of play half-back, maybe pinch hit through the midfield at times as well. You know, if Prestia is out for a few weeks, so that could mean that Short is in that midfield, so yeah, a lot to consider here with Short, a um, lot to play out, so especially where that Prestia injury does land and whether he's available for the early rounds of the season, so yeah, yeah, much to consider. But, yeah, obviously keep uh, an eye on how his health is there as well. So, yeah, it's just a wait and see for me on what happens with
1: Jane Schorcher. Yeah, it, again, let's... Oh, it, I th- still think he gets defender status. I just yeah, can't see how he fits in there with all the rotations they want from Dusty to Shai Bolton, um, Koch as well. Yep. It's, it's a long list. Yeah. Um, especially with Taranto and Hopper primed for the majority of it. So, past the start. Let's see how he goes.
0: Last one here, Liam Baker. It's just actually just straight no. Volatile scores could be on order, Jep.
1: Yeah, no for me too. All
0: right, Jeff, so we're going to, for the listeners there, we're going to record on Monday night next week ahead of uh, round one starting on Thursday. So that gives you time to sort of absorb the podcast. It's probably going to be a bit of a lengthy pod there as well, I presume. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be a Monday pod record. I'll I'll release that. Sorry, Jeff and I will release that on the Tuesday there. So just final thoughts. And maybe the question I'm going to ask you here, Jeff is, we don't want to get in a situation for the listeners that, you know, you're making panic decisions on that Thursday, Friday, Jeff.
1: Yeah. And and what I would suggest is, look, I've got a structure. I've got three different structures um, that I've screenshotted with, with certain players and where they fit. and, come to when teams and names are going to see what the damage is and, and sort of go with one of the three. So I reckon the men the do that, not be sort of siloed into one structure. And then, you know, it was like last year when a lot of coaches put in a malaria just because, um, and it turned out to be a disaster. So have a few structures, screenshot them, see what teams are, and then play around with it.
0: Okay, Jeff, thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll catch you in a few days for our final pod before round one. And that's decision time.
1: Yeah, that's exciting, mate.